Well, for the first time in 18 years, Larry Fitzgerald was not out on the field playing. But he's here to play with us. Larry, how you doing today? I'm doing outstanding, Jim. It was a lot of great games yesterday. It was fun to be able to see some of my friends perform at a very high level. So I know you missed that ice tub today or last night. Probably, uh, you know, first time in a long time. No bumps and bruises unless you got smacked by a few golf balls. <laughs> no, Jim, actually, I feel great. Um, it, w- it was fun to uh, to be able to watch, you know, as a spectator like you and Snake get to do every single week. Um, so it, w- it was fun. A lot of consternation around the National Football League today because people who thought they were going to do well didn't. Some that did do well weren't expecting that probably either outside of the locker room. So let's go through overreaction Monday, which will lead to a whole bunch of topics all week. Eagles are 1-0, only team to win in the NFC East. Blew out the Falcons. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to win the NFC East. Jim, I'll say that's a bit of an overreaction. Uh, It was great to be able to see Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, you know, my preseason uh, rookie of the year, perform at a high level. But I think it's a little bit too early just to crown them as the NFC East champions. But But they started off great. Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to go 17-0 after squeaking past the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that's an overreaction as well. Tom is the best player to ever lace him up, um, but there's only one team that's ever gone a complete season um, undefeated, and that's the 72 Dolphins. Uh, I think they're going to be a great football team, um, and I don't think anybody watching that game uh, Thursday night after the Cowboys went ahead didn't believe that he would lead his team to victory. Um, as he did. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a tough time. It's going to be it's going to be a rigorous schedule. There's going to be some ups and downs like there always are in NFL seasons. So I believe that's an overreaction. You said to me at halftime and when the team was trailing 28 to three, don't worry about it. Brady has this. And I looked at you like you were nuts. So when he came out there the other night with the minute and whatever was remaining, did you just know that the Bucks were going to win? Yeah, I, I when I when I watch the way he commands that offense, the the things he was doing, um, not only in the two minute drill at the end of the game, but throughout the course of the game, he's getting a beat on the defense. He's picking up on their signals. He's getting them in the right plays, getting the ball out of his hand. He just understands how to stay in front of the change. And you know, Tom's experience and his his ability to to get the very best out of his teammates always shows up in big games and big moments and you know it's it's hard to ever bet against him because he's done it so many times who do you compare that to was jordan as clutch tiger as clutch who who, who do you see who do you see out there kobe bryant was he as clutch well you look at great performers like Derek jeter or reggie jackson well whenever they got to the plate or they needed a big play they always performed when they needed it michael jordan always stepped up in the clutch and tom brady's no different you know whenever the moment is the biggest he's able to deliver. You know, Tiger Woods made every single putt he needed to make in the biggest moments. And there's some people that are just wired differently. All right. It was a terrific performance yesterday by the New Orleans Saints and an awful one by the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Here's what Aaron had to say after the game. It's just one game. You know, we played bad. I played bad. Offensively, we didn't execute very well. One game. We got 16 to go. All right. Overreaction Monday. Packers are bad, and Aaron Rodgers, all the turmoil that went on around him, it showed up on the field. I think that's an overreaction, Jim. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the National Football League. Um, the Packers are a damn good football club. Um, they didn't play very well yesterday. And you have to tip your hat to Sean Payton, who is a premier coach in the National Football League, leading a team that didn't have his Hall of Fame quarterback for the first time in many, many years. Um, Jameis Winston looked fantastic, and you really got to look at that defense. Those guys flew around. They caused turnovers. They were able to make Aaron uncomfortable in the pocket, stopping the run. 
Um, so you, you have to really tip your hat to what the Saints were able to do. But this is an overreaction. The Packers are going to be right there in the thick of it um, as the season continues to go on. Obviously, Aaron has to play better. But um, they're a great football team, and I think they'll show that as the weeks continue to go on. Do you think this might cause the Packers to rethink their stance and possibly, or at least contemplate, trading him during the season? I don't think that's a discussion that the Packers are, are going to be having. Aaron is a, is a fantastic player. He struggled. But if you look back to last year's in the regular season when they played against Tampa the first time down in Tampa, um, he they got after him. They pressured him. They caused a couple turnovers. And I remember everybody overreacting then. And then they had a really good stretch run as the season continued. And I think the Packers would get right back on track. I'm not so sure about that because when you have turmoil, name me one team in recent memory that has had so much going on surrounding their top player and then went out and performed to the level that everybody had hoped that top player and team would bring. The Yankees, maybe? Uh, Go back to the Cowboys in the 90s? It's been a long time, Larry. It is. I would agree with that assessment, Jim. But um, I don't don't know if it's really turmoil. I I would say it was a little bit of um, mistrust you know, between player and organization. But I think it was cleared up during training camp after that press conference, and it's been moving smooth. Um, You even heard any of his teammates say, you know, what Aaron did was a distraction or how the offseason was handled was a distraction. I didn't hear any of that from any of his teammates. You're never going to hear that. You're never going to hear LeBron's a distraction. Jordan's a distraction. Brady's a distraction. You're never going to hear that. They're not going against the guy that brought them to where they can go. That doesn't happen. I would disagree with that, Jim, because, um, you know, I would think the people outside of the building's relationships are different. I have a lot of close personal friendships with players on that team, and I've had discussions about that exact topic, and nobody's ever mentioned it. Larry, I'm going to give you a point for that one. You win that debate because you're inside the locker room, or at least were. I'm on the outside. USAA! Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community Protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. Let's go. As we continue to go with Larry Fitzgerald, Cam Newton out of a job, Ron Rivera, his former coach at Carolina, now the head coach of the Washington football team, loses their quarterback yesterday. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out with a hip injury. Tyler Heineke comes in. They lose to the Chargers. Does Cam Newton get a job and a look now from Ron Rivera? Jim, I believe that call can definitely be made, um, you know, just to inquire. But we don't know the severity of of Fitz's injury. Um, We don't know if it's a week. We don't know if it's a month. And until the MRI and and results are back, uh, I I don't think there will be any rash decisions made. But Cam understands that system. He's played under Coach Rivera. Um, there's some familiarity there between the two of them. And, um, you know, I don't think that would be, you know, ill-advised decision to consider it. Will COVID still be an issue? Because to the best of our knowledge, uh, Cam hasn't had the shot. Might have changed, but we don't know that. True. Um, that definitely will be taken into consideration. I bet you if those two talk, that will be, you know, a point of conversation. Um, but I think if he if he is vaccinated, I think I think Washington would definitely consider it. Larry, how about your Cardinals in week one? They go down to Tennessee, get a huge win, uh, 38-13. to 13. Uh, Chandler Jones with five sacks. Kyler Murray had a big day, and you were sitting on the couch. Were you jealous? What was your reaction to seeing your former teammates do so well? 
I was elated, man, to see them playing that well, to jump out in that big lead and uh, to see Chandler get to his hunter sack, um, to be the dominant defensive player and front runner, defensive player of the year right now was, was fantastic. And, you know, to see Kyler be able to beat, beat them with his feet and his arms. And, um, you know, it was it was a decisive victory and, um, you know, a great team victory. So I was I was happy to see him get it done. So you're a couch potato now. What are you eating during the game when you're taking this in? I wouldn't definitely I definitely want to consider myself a couch potato, uh, but it was fun to be able to get a chance to watch a few of the games around the league. Um, you know, it was it was great, you know, to see the high flying acrobatic catches and some of the unbelievable defensive plays, you know, by, uh, you know, T.J. Watt. And, you know, I mean, it's just some phenomenal players and uh, to be able to get a chance to watch it, you know, kind of in depth from a distance is fun. So you're not eating during the game? Not the same things you're eating, Jim. That's for sure. What are you eating? Uh, usually, I'm having a smoothie. Um, you know, doing some crunches. You know, riding the Peloton. You know, just you know, the normal <laughs> stuff that anybody would be doing when they're watching a football game. <laughs> Someone must be at the door. Let's go is brought to you by Ring. With Ring, you're always home. Protect your whole home with a video doorbell, security cameras and an award-winning alarm you can install yourself. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring Alarm home security kit today. That's ring.com slash let's go. Much more with Larry Fitzgerald here on Let's Go When We Return. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM. Let's go! Let's go! Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. Every week we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse, serving the highest quality steaks and seafood with exceptional hospitality. Visit delfriscos.com. That's D-E-L-F-R-I-S-C-O-S.com for reservations at one of our 16 locations nationwide. One of those locations is in Sin City, in Las Vegas. So you talk about great steaks and just a place to go relax, unwind, and have a great time. It's Las Vegas. Which brings us to the question, Larry Fitzgerald. Vegas on a business trip. Monday night football visits there. First-time fans will be in the stands at that brand-new stadium with the Raiders and the Ravens. But it's a business trip. How will that go for all of these young men who love life so much in the National Football League? Well, you would think it would be a huge advantage for the Raiders, um, you know, the temptations of Sin City. But, you know, you got to think the teams have considered this also. But what would you do, Jim, if you were in your mid-20s, in the best shape of your life, a well-recognized athlete um, with an opportunity to go have some fun in Vegas? You know, and I told I think the teams are definitely preparing for it. You know, you have to make sure they understand this is a business trip um, and that they're not there to party and go out to eat and do all the things that you would want to do if you were in the city for any other reason besides working and preparing for a, a, a victory in a football game. So will the team stay way away from the stadium in the strip? 
Yeah, I believe they'll stay outside the city. You know, that also will, you know, make it logistically more difficult for guys to do anything and, you know, make sure they're in meetings and there's curfews at night every evening. You know, so I, I don't think there'll be much of a problem, to be honest with you. And does COVID change a bit of the equation with this because guys do not want to lose paychecks and forfeit games? Well, I think with the rules and the National Football League is, has brought in um, talking about guys, if, if you have to forfeit a game and you start losing checks, that's something that always plays into the mind. Uh, uh, you know, you, you have to consider it. You have to be thoughtful. You, you have to make sure that you're doing everything you can to put your team in position to be successful. You don't want to be the culprit. You don't want to be the reason um, anything will go off the rails. How would you describe your behavior in Vegas? <laughs> My behavior has always been great. You know, Shadow Creek, um, in the wind and uh, Southern Hills, um, Southern Highlands, you know, I'm out there playing a little golf, you know, but, you know, there's no time for that either. I think the you public know, Larry Fitzgerald got, is different than the private Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jim. <laughs> but the public Larry Fitzgerald has a question for you. There's three rookie quarterbacks that made their debut this weekend. Out of the three, which one do you think will have their victory first out of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones? Well, two of those guys are playing each other next week, the Patriots and the Jets, so we'll find out real quickly. I'm going with Mac Jones because he's got the best team around him, and he's got Bill Belichick, and they should have won that game yesterday. A bad fumble down there on the nine-yard line uh, toward the end of the game. Could have kicked the field goal and won the game very easily, so uh, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Uh, however, I do think that uh, uh, Zach Wilson uh, has a big future. I think that uh, uh, he's going to be just uh, – a terrific, terrific player, but he's going to be hanging. He's going to be left hanging by his team, kind of like that cat was uh, hanging. <laughs> Did you see that in Hard Rock Stadium? That cat that hanging off the balcony there, and, and and then caught, and then being held up like he was uh, uh, the Lion King by by the guy who caught him. <laughs> that was unbelievable. What's going on yeah. down there? I don't know. You, you, I love to see how you know the people came together to make sure the cat was okay. But you could tell that cat was definitely uncomfortable with that situation. He did not want to be held up. Now I want to go back to something here. You talked about the Saints and Aaron Rodgers from that perspective. But is Sean Payton the best coach in the National Football League, and is he the hardest to prepare for? I wouldn't go as far as say he's the best. I mean, you have Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll and, and so many fantastic coaches that are in the league. But he does a great job of you know, really keeping defenses on their toes as a play caller, you know, with the personnel groupings, the, the, the speed of the tempo of the offense and the way he's able to script plays in the red zone. He's phenomenal. And, um, you know, to be able to continue to do it at a high clip without a Hall of Fame quarterback and Drew Brees, without his best offensive weapon and Mike Thomas on the field. I mean, you really have to say, I mean, Sean Payton is fantastic. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. All right, Larry, Washington football team's got a new name. Uh, they've announced that there are eight finalists. Uh, name's going to come into the next season. Here's the list below. Uh, if you were the owner, you weigh in. You tell me which which name you would pick. Red Hogs. No. Defenders. Possible. Armada. No. Presidents. Possibly. Brigade. No. Commanders. No. Red Wolves. Possibly. Washington football team. I like that the best. Do you like any of these? I mean, the Washington football team has a nice ring to it. Uh, I've kind of gotten comfortable with it, but uh, I'm not crazy about any of those other names, Jim, to be completely honest with you. 
they've spent a tremendous amount of time, energy, resources, contests. Start over. You got till 2022. None of these hit me. I kind of like the Washington Generals. I know it's probably owned by the Harlem Globetrotters, and the Generals' record is three wins and 17,000-plus losses. Uh, but that, that kind of strikes a chord to me here. The Washington Generals, that sounds commanding. What do you think? No, Jim, I think you have to automatically throw the Washington Generals out just based on the record that they have. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can't take the name of a, t- of, of a team that's been losing at that clip for that many years. How about the Washington Senators, former baseball team name? That that has a nice ring to it. I, I like that, and it and it pays homage to the to the city of D.C. Everybody hates Congress, though, so perhaps perhaps it's hard it's hard to name a team in this day and age, isn't it? It is. It's just not know, easy. Not, it's not not even in not even in the least bit. You know, it's just plain hard to rename a team. Everybody has gotten so used to the name of these teams and these franchises for all of these years. And then when you come in with something new, it just doesn't resonate. So whatever they pick, I'm sure will be fine. And 10 years from now, everybody will find it to be popular and comfortable. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Sirius XM. And any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. Well, Larry, it looks like a lot of people may be betting some of their mortgage uh, because with the legalized market expanded, experts are now saying that this four-day stretch was the busiest ever in the legal sports betting market up 126% from last year with more than 58 million participating in online transactions that took place during this four-day period. This proliferation of gaming and gambling now being embraced by the National Football League in terms of making partnerships with a number of these companies and engaging the fans with this, where do you think this leads, uh, Larry? Uh, it's going to generate a tremendous amount of revenue, but do you see any pitfalls or problems with this, or is this just all fun and games and good? Well, I think it's all in good nature, Jim. It shows that a lot of people are really, really keenly interested in, in the game of football. Um, it's bringing people that potentially might not have been fans to the game because they can bet and wager on the competition and the fantasy football leagues and all the things that it does. And so I just think it's creating more opportunities for people to be involved and to feel like they're a part of the growing game, the National Football League, I think is wonderful. You're not a player anymore. Uh, You haven't retired, but you're not in the league. Tell us a little bit about what you are taught and what are the seminars and the lessons that are told to the players each year about gambling? Well, we all know um, if you're playing on a football team, you're coaching, you have uh, upper management position that is strictly prohibited to be gambling, um, you know, talking about injuries, anything that will pertain to information that will be pertinent um, to gambling. Um, you're not you're not allowed to do that. And you understand that your career could be in peril if you were able you were cross that line. And uh, I think guys understand that this is something that you stay away from. Um, you don't talk about, and um, it's best to just kind of keep it at arm's distance. But for the people that are not playing and participating in the games each weekend, um, I think it's just fun. It's uh, it's a great way to be able to interact with your co- coworkers and friends and family and to be able to just have a small wager on the side to be able to, to make it a little bit more interesting for yourself. Okay, so you and I were going to have a bet. If I win over the course of the season and we're going to pick three games, mm-hmm. I want dinner 
for me and 10 of my friends at Morton's, Mastro's, or Del Frisco's. You pick it. If you win, I'll take you to any golf course you want in the United States. How's that? I'll take that bet any day, Jim. Um, You don't know football like I do, so I like my chances. All right, Snake. Our producer, Snake Hagan, give us the games. What do we got? All right, Jim, Larry, here we go. Uh, Three games that we're going to look at this weekend, big games. Titans at the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five and a half. What do you guys got? I think the Titans are going to win. They came off a really, really tough home loss on the opener, and uh, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with the Seahawks right there. Right off the bat, I'm challenging you. All right, Chiefs at Ravens in Baltimore. Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs, Jim. Me too. Easy one. And finally, Vikings visiting the Cardinals. Who's picking these games? What do you think of Snake picking these games? How did he pick these three? I think he's doing a great job, Jim. Don't don't try to get out of this <laughs> whooping you're going to take in week two. <laughs> All right, who do you like in that game, Larry? I like the Arizona Cardinals. I like the Cardinals too. That's going to be a lot of fun throughout the season. We'll keep track. Snake Hagen gets into the program. And you know what? Seems like everybody's getting into these pools and fantasy football and making a bet. In fact, New Jersey had the highest volume of sportsbook transaction, which leads into this very well. GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Play your favorite slot and game tables like blackjack, roulette, and so much more. Download the app on your phone or play online at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. You must be 21 years or over. Available only in Michigan and New Jersey. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Coming soon to your state, GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Larry Fitzgerald, where, what golf course haven't you played in this country? Jim, it's not about which ones I haven't. It's just about planning to spend some quality time with a friend that I really love and admire. Appreciate all the love, Larry. Enjoyed having you on. And we will talk to you once again next week. I look forward to it, Jim. Have a wonderful week. That's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Go. And our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagan, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. want to thank our sponsors, Del Frisco Steakhouse, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Mastro's. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Talk to you next Monday night right here once again on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.